Pediatrician is a podcast of the Alabama chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics, designed to bring the latest news and updates in child health to pediatricians across Alabama. We'll be covering a range of topics from advocacy and practice management to mental health and injury prevention and everything in between. So whether you're a pediatrician in Birmingham or Mobile, in Pine Level or Slap Out, this podcast is for you. Welcome to another episode of the Alabama Pediatrician Podcast. I'm your host today, Dr. Kim Middleton. Unfortunately, Dr. McClendon had to uh, work this evening, so it's just me hosting today, but we have a really great episode. As you may remember in a previous episode, we had Dr. Rollerson and Susan Griffin talk to us about the pediatric access to telemental health services or the PATHS program that helps provide behavioral health consultation and referrals to re- resources for primary care providers in Alabama. It started out as a program to aid pediatricians in Alabama's rural communities, but will be expanding soon, which will be great. So today we will be talking about one of the main components of the PATHS program that makes it so effective, and that's Project ECHO, which stands for Extension of Community Healthcare Outcomes. Uh, as an amazing, as they call it, telementoring platform to connect subspecialty experts with primary care providers to help spread knowledge and best practices to communities all across Alabama. Using video conferencing, they have echo clinics to include high-yield didactics and in-depth discussions on real-life cases to help improve care practices and mental health. So we have Drs. Grant Allen and Connie Chang joining us to talk about Project ECHO and how the PATH program is utilizing it to help manage mental health in children. Dr. Allen is a general pediatrician in Florence and a prior Alabama AAP chapter president. Dr. Chang is a child psychiatrist at Children's of Alabama and assistant professor at UAB Hearsing School of Medicine. Welcome, both of you. Thanks for inviting us, or me. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for joining us today. Dr. Allen, how did you get involved with PATHS and what is your involvement with it? So kind of um, funny story, and I'm not sure I've actually ever shared this before, but um, my, I, I guess the, the PATHS folks like Susan that you heard from last week reached out to some people at my practice about the project. And um, I, I think they basically signed up mainly for the free iPad. <laughs> um, and when they came to the office, I wasn't like included in the meeting that they had about it. I didn't know anything about what was going on. And I thought the whole thing was kind of crazy. Um, I didn't want to do mental health. I don't like it and or didn't at the time. And so I really wasn't planning on participating much, um, which I know Dr. Chang probably thinks is a shock because I am like the biggest proponent of this program now. I am a total convert. Um, The first uh, round of um, the ECHO sessions, which is where different pediatricians from around the state, most of whom I know from medical school or from working with the AAP, um, their colleagues that I've known for years, you know, basically 20 years in Alabama um, medicine, and we present our tough cases in the Zoom meeting format um, where we get to see each other. And we, we try and present a case that's close to what um, the folks at, uh, at Birmingham want to kind of cover for that topic, whether it's anxiety in teens or um, how to care for the suicidal child or uh, difficult behaviors in young children or child development, all those different topics. And 
the from the very first echo session i was hooked um i just could not believe how much more comfortable i started feeling about taking care of kids with mental health disorders and really echo and and the past project came around at the perfect time right before covid hit we were starting to see you know a lot more problems we were starting to have problems getting kids in to see our mental health center um, we were seeing a lot of mental health disorders that needed more care and having that access to both the, the paths, um, the paths line where, you know, general pediatricians can call and just ask for help. What do I do with this kid today? And then kind of having some plans to do, you know, do they need to see a psychiatrist? Do they need to be admitted? Um, do they need to be started on a medication? What medication would that be? Um, all of that process, I, I am a total convert. I love doing the echo sessions because it helps me feel connected to other providers um, in the state. It gives me a very, especially during COVID, it gave me a very connected collegial feel and support like that other people were going through the same things I was going through and that there were people out there to help me with these kids who were having a lot of problems. So I, I, I'm, I'm way more in it than the free iPad at this point. <laughs> well, those are, I mean, the questions you relate are definitely things that I always have questions about in managing patients. And I'm sure other pediatricians around the state do too. So Dr. Chang, what about you? How did you get involved and what is your current role in it? Well, I got involved uh, when I decided to relocate to Alabama. I did my training up in Philadelphia, looking for a place where I could call home. And I decided to um, join UAB. And UAB, who are in conjunction with Children's, reproached me about doing this session or uh, doing being part of the ECHO team. So that way I could educate other pediatricians in the state. Another reason why I like to do it is because there is a shortage of child and adolescent psychiatrists. And just for your knowledge, there's only 102 of us in the entire state of Alabama, which means there are only nine uh, psychiatrists per 100,000 kids in Alabama. Wow. And we are getting old. So the average age of child and adolescent psychiatrists is 51. So this is a great way to kind of educate a pediatrician on how to take care of our kiddos, knowing that suicide is the number three killers of our teenagers and number two killers between the age of 10 to 14. So I'm very passionate about this work that I'm doing with the pediatrician because we are saving lives. It may not feel like it, but I know we are. Wow, those are definitely some daunting numbers for sure. Dr. Allen, how has working with PATHS and with Dr. Chang changed care for your patients? So it's been a game changer for us. Um, for a lot of our families seeking specialty care in Birmingham, it is a two and a half hour drive. It's basically a full day commitment. But with telehealth, for some of my most challenging patients who need advanced psychiatric care, um, if it's beyond what Dr. Chang can help me with over the phone as far as medications and me talking to the patients and taking care of them, then we can set up a telehealth at our office where they meet face-to-face -face with Dr. Chang and she gets to kind of talk with the mom and the patient and figure out what medication adjustments might need to be made. And then um, 
you know, my, my nurses come grab me and say, hey, Dr. Chang is ready for you. And I go join Dr. Chang and my patient in our telehealth room. And um, I talk with Dr. Chang and she says, okay, this is what's going on with the patient today. Um, I continue writing the prescriptions for my patients. So I learn more about how these medicines work. So at my comfort level with these medications has really increased. Um, and I, I get Dr. Chang to help kind of guide me through that process with patients that I know and that I know well. And so I get a feel for how these medicines work, what their side effects are, um, what the benefits are for my patients. I get to see it in real time because I'm part of that visit. And so I certainly um, look forward to my conversations with Dr. Chang when it's related to my patients. And um, Dr. Yella Mincelli, who's one of the other um, telehealth psychiatrists who helps me over the phone a lot with some of my most difficult cases. Um, we, we, all of us at our office basically have paths on speed dial and we love being able to just reach out and have that, that comfort knowing that we have backup on psychiatric care for children. That's really great because I know a lot of physicians out there who are not super comfortable with medication management. And so they tend to try to refer to a psychiatrist outpatient to manage things. But unfortunately, we don't have enough of them to do that. And it could be months before they see someone to adjust those medications. Dr. Chang, what is it like for you to work with pediatricians and pediatric advanced practitioners from the other side of things? I enjoy working with them. They are all very eager to learn. Um, I joined UAB uh, in the beginning because I love to teach and then um, due to other circumstances, I decided to join Ch uh, Children of Alabama full-time and do UAB PRN. But in general, I love to teach, and this is a great opportunity for me to teach others about medication and how to help these kids, as well as, you know, like I said, we are saving lives. And so I, I think it's just really important work that we're doing right now. It definitely is. Dr. Allen, what do you see as benefits of paths for doctors and advanced practitioners in the general practice? Uh, really, it comes down to the comfort level of um, taking care of psychiatric disorders in children. Uh, really, we, we treat the family and we've got to treat all of it, not just the ear infections and the stuffy noses. Uh, if, if other pediatricians are like me, they're seeing a huge increase in the number of kids with anxiety, depression, um, a lot of children that are in foster care that have difficult family circumstances and they need extra help. And the wait list for getting in for counseling, for getting in for psychiatric care is really long. And so everything that a pediatrician can do to bridge that opportunity for access to compassionate, full service care really makes a huge difference. And so I think this is, this is an area where pediatricians in general, especially like when I was trained, we got basically a month of training and residency around mental health and developmental disorders all total. And a lot of the focus was on attention deficit disorder and basically stimulants. And that we didn't get any training in anxiety or depression. Um, that was all carved out. You sent them down the street to the psychiatry department. And so um, I think for a lot of us in, in private practice and, and in community practice, we really just don't have a lot of comfort with that until we do something like ECHO. And that's really what the ECHO model is all about. It's not sitting in a classroom and just having somebody teach. 
it's each of us um, participating, uh, presenting our patients. I think one of the most beneficial things to me is not so much listening to the didactics, although that's great. We get to see the people that we refer to and how they would um, take care of things from an academic side of things. Um, But we also get to see our colleagues around the state who are dealing with some of the same types of cases that we're dealing with, and we get to see what services are available in other communities, what services that people like Eric Tyler um, have actually created for their patients, um, you know, by working with their community and working with different services within the community to make things better for their patients overall. And those are things that we can spread to our communities. So I think there's a lot of opportunities there because a lot of times too, you know, Birmingham is a different creature than the rest of the state. And so it's really awesome that instead of hearing only from uh, an academician who's going over, this is what the papers say, this is what the research is, we hear from each other about what our own struggles and strengths are in our local communities. And so it really brings it more toward the community pediatrician so that we can take care of kids at home. Yeah, I like that we're all sharing resources that we have in Alabama, which is not a part of what we do in ECHO and getting feedback on certain cases um, to help each other out. Because, you know, essentially, even though we're um, taking time out to help the kids, it's also educating with each other, which I think is also important that we're comfortable in doing and sharing resources. That's really awesome. Would you guys mind doing a little uh, a sample role play case? Sure. Um, one of my favorites is one of uh, my autistic young ladies um, that you see with me. Um, I, I also believe her mother is on the spectrum a fair, fair amount. And the grandmother comes to a lot of the appointments. Um, I think grandma really has a good appreciation of the whole spectrum of the family dynamic. Um, mom, a lot of times is hard for me to communicate with because she uh, perseverates on topics and she repeats herself a lot. And then of course the child has had a lot of behavior and sleep disorder issues and we've really struggled to help her. Um, it was, it was a real problem. Mom was having a hard time. She wasn't getting a lot of sleep and, um, the child was having a hard time staying in school because of her behavior problems. And so I got them set up and they do telehealth with Dr. Chang about every six weeks or so. And um, Dr. Chang has helped me manage uh, her medications to help with both sleep and behavior at school and her interactions with her family so that, um, you know, things are not perfect. And I think that's one of the things that we struggle with with our kids with mental health disorders is getting them to perfection is, is not likely to happen but getting better is, is great. Um, I believe I discharged this patient back to you, didn't I? Yeah, actually she's done really well. I really had very little hope that we were ever going to be very successful with that situation because the mom has so many challenges as well. And, and she's doing awesome. Um, and another one that I work with Dr. Chang on is a three-year-old foster child who basically has a lot of reactive attachment, um, a lot of behavior problems, and her foster family, the, the whole family revolves around her because she can really flip at a light switch and go crazy and has been violent at school and has been violent at home. Um, the family does have a lot of really good economic resources, but they just really struggle with wanting to um, be uh, being able to care for her. 
And Dr. Chang has been a life changer for them as well, because even though there's not 100% all good days, they have more good days than bad now. And, and that's been a huge ability for them to feel like that they have a family, um, because this child that they adopted out of foster care um, just had a lot of abuse and, and um, mental health uh, disorder from that abuse that was hard to overcome. And so having the right medications and doing those medications safely with a three-year-old can be a big challenge for a general pediatrician like me, but they've been able to weather that storm really well. Um, I remember this three-year-old. I still, I actually still see her. Uh, I think we've been seeing her for at least a year now and she was on multiple medication and still on multiple medications. I would say at least four. But right now, since she's doing so much better, I've been seeing them, I think, every two months now. And I'm thinking of stopping on some of the medication to see how she's doing because she's doing so well. And hopefully we can get to a place where we could actually turn the medication over back to Dr. Allen. But I think it's going to be a while still. Um, she probably still needs to see a psychiatrist for at least the next five to seven years. But due to the shortage of uh, you know, psychiatrists in the area and being, um, and for her being so young, even some child adolescent psychiatrists still feel uncomfortable seeing kids as young as three. So um, I think this is a great program because when you don't have that resources in your front step or out your front door, then it's always good to have a backup option. Even though telehealth isn't the best for a three-year-old, at least it's somewhat doable. Uh you guys have me sold. <laughs> Your passion and enthusiasm. Uh, I'm really excited to, to join with the next cycle of Project Echo. Yeah, listen, let me tell you, when they when the nurses come tell me that Dr. Cheng's ready for me, it's, it's an exciting part of my day. I'm like, I, I go in there with my, I, I take my um, computer in, our office bills for the telehealth services on our end, um, for them using our space. So there is payment for that. Um, and then, of course, if I'm participating in the visit that day as well, doing medications, then there's some um, additional revenue that comes from that as well through billing. But I don't want to speak specifically about billing on a podcast. That's something you have to kind of work out with your coders and stuff. But um, it's, it's just I look forward to seeing Dr. Chang. I know she's going to give me this straight up. This is what we got to do. And sometimes I'm trying to, you know, type as fast as I can into our EMR about what Dr. Chang's telling me for that patient that day, so I can make you sure. You can I always get... tell me to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, because I'm trying to make sure I've got everything ready and in the chart so that I can renew all those medications and take care of that. And um, and it's just and the families are there. They see me working with Dr. Chang. They know that um, I get a lot out of it, and um, they see my passion and joy for being able able to help them. And so I feel like that this helps take mental health out of the silo and bring it into the medical home. And so it really makes a huge difference. My patients feel very connected instead of isolated. They feel like mental health is something that is not embarrassing or something they should hide from because it's it's in our it's in their medical home. It's where they come and get their checkups and their ear infections and their stuffy noses. And so it doesn't take mental health out of the medical practice. And they're so much more comfortable and open about sharing how much PATHS has been able to do for them um, that really we don't have enough PATHS to go around. I, I have so many patients that I would add to PATHS 
but I don't have to add as many as I used to because I'm getting more and more comfortable handling mental health disorders. Ideally, with the shortage like child analysis and psychiatrists that we have in the state, it's always best for us to see the most severe cases in person or um, so that way, so that, you know, essentially pediatrician, if they're more comfortable do it, doing it, you're freeing up time and space for us to see the more severe cases that are that we usually have to send to the inpatient unit. So I think this is another reason why I am participating at ECHO, not in fear that you guys are going to take my job or take it over. It's just educating you guys on how to manage uh, simple cases of depression, anxiety, and so forth. I mean, it sounds like it helps not only just the patients, but, you know, the state, insurance, mm -hmm. physicians, everyone. So before we end the show, we would like to have you guys um, tell us about a take-home point that you would like the listeners to walk away with. Dr. Allen, you want to start? Um, you know, it's, I can't narrow it down. It's, it, everything is about it has been great for me. Um, I think the thing that really helped me the most is, you know, I've talked a lot about how it's helped me take better care of my patients um, without needing as many extra referral resources. But really, to me, one of the most beneficial things is the collegiality of the echo sessions. Every two weeks on Thursday at noon, I look forward to sitting down and seeing colleagues I've known for 20 years share their struggles and successes with kids with mental health disorders. And, and that's been a benefit to me personally. Dr. Chang? Um, I think a great takeaway point is that I think this is a great way to educate others or and open up other pediatricians' mind on how they look at mental health. I think it's important that they are comfortable prescribing these type of medication, especially now these days in the midst of COVID. We have anxiety, depression, um, you know, physical and sexual abuse that we don't know of because they are always at home during COVID. And so this is a great way to help pediatricians to look for signs of certain things and get the treat get them treated early on. And once they get treated early on, um, they could, you know, essentially be a contributing citizen of the world and hopefully make the next, you know, um, the next, maybe they can cure cancer or whatnot. And I'm more than happy to share this wealth of knowledge with pediatricians so that way we can have a better future, essentially. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us again, Dr. Allen and Dr. Yeah. Chang. Yeah. I think it was fun. Thank you. You're Like I said, I think you guys are all doing amazing and impactful work for the children of Alabama. And it sounds like Paths and Project Echo are a fantastic resource for our pediatric community and especially with mental health. And as you say, how it's such a prominent issue that we're all facing. So... Um, and thank you to our listeners for joining us today. If you are interested to learn more about the PATHS program and Project ECHO, please check out the link from today's episode. Thank you and have a good day. Thank Bye. you, Kim.